This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. On today's episode, we're going to talk about finances for small business. A um, couple of reasons I want to do this episode, really. One is I think it's an area that as, as personally myself as a small business owner this is probably the thing I knew least about and struggled most with so I'm really hoping this will be helpful um also as this week's guests I say guests we do have two of them point out getting your finances right and knowing what to do can be massively helpful and avoid a lot of stress in you know in the in the short term and in the long term really and also this is something that people often ask me about they'll say oh should I set up as a sole trader or should I set up as a limited company um I don't know those answers um and in fact anything sort of accounting wise I I don't know the answers really and my advice would always be speak to an accountant but what I'm hoping is that today's episode will give you a bit of an overview of what you need to do as a small business to manage your finances the kind of things you need to be keeping track of the absolute fundamentals and then of course should you need more advice and support as I'm sure you will from time to time than what's covered in this episode then you can always go and speak to an accountant but I think this might be just a really good starting off point. So I'd like to introduce this week's guests. So they're Lawton and Wendy Ross. Um, Lawton and Wendy are a husband and wife team of chartered accountants with over 30 years experience. So they run Tunbridge Accountants and they want to share the wealth of experience with like-minded entrepreneurs and ambitious business owners supporting them to achieve their goals and grow their business. They're passionate about using their skills and knowledge to take care of the financial side of things so that you can focus on what you're passionate about which is your business. So after that introduction I would now love to introduce you to Lawton and Wendy and talk all things finance and accounting. So hi to you both and thank you for being here. Hi, hi Vicky. Um, thank you for having us here. No problem. Well thank you for coming on and talking to me. Um, so can you start by giving an introduction to yourselves and your business please? Yes, um, my name is Wendy and um, I am the founder of this firm. Um, a little bit of my background. I used to work in the city with um, HSBC, Bank PLC. I gave up my career to look after my kids and um, I got bored not long after. So I decided to set up my own accounting firm. Um, it was an easy decision for us given our background. My husband is also a charter accountant. He's on the call here, Lawton. So I made a swift proposal to him about setting up a firm together. We have always been a big supporter of local businesses. And from speaking to local businesses and friends, we spotted a gap in the market 
where small businesses could really benefit from having an access to a great accountant helping them to grow their business. Um, we focus on having a great working relationship with our clients so we can work as a team closely. Perfect, so, thank you. Yeah. And hi, Lawton, as well, because you're obviously here, and I know we'll hear from you a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, and yeah, we, we're happy to answer your questions today. Um, Wendy and I are going to uh, take those between us. I'm more of the tech you want. Wendy's more of the uh, people person. So we'll we'll share those out and hopefully cover everything you need. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Well, I'm just going to throw questions at you and then I'll like, leave it up to you two who takes what. So let's start right at the beginning with why do small businesses need an accounting and a bookkeeping system? Perhaps actually we can talk a little bit about the about what those entail and what the differences are and um, why is it important that they think about this right from the outset? With respect, um, bookkeeping is a highly skilled function when done properly. Most clients will never be able to do their bookkeeping at a standard we operate at. And we quite often have, have had to clean up a lot of mistakes when clients do their own bookkeeping. Um, the most important thing that micro businesses can get wrong is their bookkeeping, is keeping records. They need to be diligent in their record keeping. The, how many times have we asked, how is your records kept? And quite often we get a long pause from um, new clients and then followed by, what do you mean by that? Um, it, is, it is quite vital. Um, I think bookkeeping sort of is probably a bit of a scary big word for most people, um, especially when new businesses. Um, and we try and simplify and break it down to, you know, it's really just keeping tab of your income and expenses. So you basically, in a nutshell, you know, have a, have a folder um, of all your receipts um, and invoices and your bank statements. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So it sounds like what you're saying is the most important thing is that you're keeping records of what goes in and out of your business. Yes. And I just want to add, like, for example, even if if, uh, if a HMRC officer decides to look at your accounts and see your records are incomplete, how are you going to persuade HMRC that you didn't make that money? So, um, you know, the advice is you need to get a receipt for everything and write everything down. Okay, so it sounds like right from the start, the important thing is that you keep track of what you spend, you keep track of what comes in. Um, and how do you, how would you do that? Or what are some options for how to do that? I mean, is it okay just to have a folder full of receipts? Or should you be logging this somewhere? What would you recommend? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll answer that one, Wendy. Um, I, I, well, let's take a typical small business or a new business because I think the complexity of your bookkeeping really depends on the size of your your, your, your you know your, your outfit what you're doing um if it's just one person and you're doing something straightforward your record keeping is going to be a lot more simple than a, a huge big organization with a, a dozen employees you know or something like that so you can really start off you know in, in the simplest terms just with a, a manual set of records you know, keep all the keep all the bills, keep all the invoices, write everything down. Um, you know that that's if you've got quite a small number of transactions, that that, that might be suitable for you. Um, as you grow and you've got more passing through the business, you're going to find that that's uh, you know very time intensive to to complete that. So you might want to look into a spreadsheet, possibly some software 
uh, a simple Excel workbook might be fine for a you know growing business. As you as you get a few more transactions in, you might want to have accounting software to deal with it for you, just because of the time that's going to save you. You, know, you want to spend the time growing your business, developing your business, dealing with your customers, and not updating spreadsheets all day. So the software can really can really speed up some of that bookkeeping. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. And I know we're jumping around a bit in terms of what we're talking about, but I think that leads on nicely too. So I know that bookkeeping, as you mentioned, Wendy, is quite a skill and it can be quite time consuming. So is it possible for small businesses, particularly when they start out to do their own accounting? Um, I, I know that ideally, you know, maybe you would work with an accountant, but is it something you feel that people can do? And if so, what are some of the options for things like software that might help out a little bit? I think this I think this is quite a it's a little bit tricky question because um you know you can you can absolutely do your own accounting or your bookkeeping if you know what you're doing um you know that that a lot of people have different expertise or knowledge so um we have we have clients who are who do their own bookkeeping and as well as we have clients who are completely uncomfortable when you talk about you know keeping invoices or receipts um I think for for, for our client, if their business is simple and very small, they can use an Excel spreadsheet to keep tab of their income and expenses. Um, but most of our clients use an accounting software. We work with zero and um, it, it's, it's a great it's a great tool. Uh, but then again, um, it's quite important for us to be able to, uh, you know, I think for clients who use zero, we have we have um, an overview where we share. Um, we, we can actually see what they are trying to do, and if they if they struggle with any um, transaction or anything in zero, we we are able to um, go in and support um, and you know correct correct the errors if there's any. I think just to add to that, Wendy, you know the software these days is, is great. It's all cloud based. It's really easy to use. It's really user friendly. Um, but the guys who design it do such a great job with their marketing. They have everyone convinced that the software does everything for you. Um, and it really doesn't. You kind of you, you need to understand what it's doing, how it's working in the background. Um, and also that the, what it produces is only as good as what you put into it. So if you don't know what you're feeding in when you're doing that and why you're doing it, you know, you, you're not going to get a reliable data outfit so that's that's something we spend time with people on just explaining how it works and getting them into a little routine I think with a lot of this stuff once you're in a routine with it you know as long as nothing changes you you can progress quite nicely and be comfortable doing your own things yeah so if you ask me you know can small businesses do their own accounting I was almost going to say it's a bit like you know if it's it's probably an equivalent of a householder saying to a professional plumber, for example, I'll just go ahead and plumb in my new bathroom. Um, it is all fine until, you, you know, for example, you have an unpleasant leak through your ceiling and having to call the plumber back. You have to then pay emergency fee and you probably have to even have your whole bathroom ripped up. So, um, you know, it is it is okay until something goes wrong. Um, and for from from our perspective, you know, if, if we are the plumber, um, you know, how would we feel if our customers insist to, you know, do their own plumbing and and then the re, the remedial work and repair work it's not gonna, you know, we we the most of the time it takes probably a longer time to work out what went wrong and how do we go about to fix it and you probably end up with with higher cost than what you were gonna start from initially. 
Yeah, perfect. Thank you. I think you're right. And one key thing I'm taking from everything you've both said is that it doesn't matter what software you use, whether you have a spreadsheet or you use something else, it's all about what you put in and what you need to keep track of. So what are some of the things that you need to keep track of as well as income and expenditure? So what let's let's maybe get really specific. So what kind of expenditure should you be should you be tracking? Um and what is it and you know is it any kind of business expense um I think that might just be quite helpful to people to kind of think about the things they need to be taken into account okay so I, I I'd start by saying you, you need to capture every single pound spent by the business whatever that's spent on so that's you know it all needs to tie back to your bank at the very beginning set up a separate bank account if you know if you haven't done that it's really really important to have separate account for your business so that the funds that are related to the business aren't mixed up with with all your personal stuff a lot of people don't do that at the beginning and they have a very hard time working out you know what's their own income and expenses versus what's the business so I think that's a starting point get that done you've got your bank statements then which will will give you all of the income and expense and you, you can track that but separate to the bank statement you need yeah you need to write down everything and you need to, to categorise it. So what's the money being spent on? And in very simple terms, you're either buying assets to use in your business. You know, so you might be buying equipment. You might be buying things you actually use to, to make things with. Um, you could actually just be incurring expenditure. You know, it could be uh, designing a website or um, buying some materials or you know, paying some, some wages for someone to help you. So you need to categorize it into those to those different things and knowing exactly what you're what you're spending it on and why so that it can be recorded correctly. Um, it's really important, particularly on the on the asset side of things, because you do get tax allowances on, on things that you're you're spending money on. So it's really important to know what you spent it on and why so that you can make sure you're getting the right credit for that when it comes to um, to recording it in your tax return. Thank you. And we'll move on to talk about tax returns in a minute. I think that was a really good point you made about the bank account, because I I agree that probably a lot of people don't do that, particularly if they're going to be operating as a sole trader initially. Um, But I suppose in that situation, there's nothing wrong with you taking out another account in your name that you use solely for your business. I assume that's perfectly fine. You don't need a business to have a separate account for your business is what I'm saying, do you? Yeah, and I think new new businesses shouldn't be, you know, put off with the thought of like, oh, I've I've heard reasons like, oh, I'm, I don't want to set up a separate bank account uh, for the business, and you ask why, and they say to you, it's the cost, you know. But I think you have to you have to respect and treat your business like a proper business. Um, if you don't, then you you're never gonna sort of like you know, have that mindset of actually trying to run a business properly with whatever costs that associated to running a business. That makes sense. Thank you. And would you recommend in that case that you would get a business bank account? I know they operate slightly differently to personal bank accounts. Even let's say, we'll talk about the differences in a minute, but even if you're running as a sole trader, for example, would you still suggest that you get a business bank account or does it not matter so much is the more important thing that you have a separate account? From from an accounting point of view, it doesn't really matter. It, it's just it, the fact that it's separate is the main thing. Okay. Um, but from a from a banking point of view, they you know they all have sort of different requirements, different rules, different 
products. So I'd, I'd say it's definitely worth checking with your bank yeah, um, to see to see what's suitable. But what I find these days is, you know, the banking industry is very competitive. They want business banking customers. There's some great products out there and a lot of them, they'll do special deals where it's maybe there's no fees for the first so many months or, um, you know, some of them have, have really, really low fees or really good deals. So it's what puts people off. They think it's going to be really expensive. Yeah, but it's not. It's not always. So it's it's worth just researching that and, and checking. But the main thing is, is, is keeping it it's keeping it separate so that you've got your personal stuff and your business stuff away from each other. Okay, thank you. So now we've touched on this a little bit um, about, I've mentioned sole traders and limited companies. And I guess a question that even I hear people ask quite a lot is, what's the difference and which one should I do? So could you talk about that a little bit, please? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I can start with this one. Um, I'll try not to go into too much detail because this can get really complicated. It, you know, it's what I would say is it really, really does depend on your circumstances. So when someone says, should I be a limited company? Should I be a sole trader? There isn't just one answer. Um, it, there's a lot of different factors to it. And what might be suitable for one person might not be suitable for someone else, even if they're in the same business or the same industry, you know, depending on their other circumstances. Um, it, it can really affect it. But to start off with, just to keep it simple, you know, sole trader is is the most basic way of operating. Um, it probably has the least amount of requirements in terms of, you know, tax and filing regulations. It, it's less complex than if you were a, a limited company. Um, and therefore, it's just slightly less admin. Um, you know, you don't have to, if you're a sole trader, you don't have to, produce annual accounts in accordance with accounting standards, file them with companies' house, um, comply with all the company law. You know, there's, there's volumes and volumes of laws you have to comply with as a, as a company director. and um, You avoid all that as a sole trader. That said, as a sole trader, you, you don't have limited liability that you would get with a company. So, you know, you are the business any any liabilities that you incur are your own so if you're you know if you're taking part in something which from a business point of view might be slightly higher risk you just have to be aware that you're actually putting your personal assets at risk um so it's, it's just to keep that in mind you know and if you're doing a, a straightforward business that's very simple that probably doesn't matter um if you're kind of borrowing money to invest in premises and things like that that might be something you want to uh consider in a bit more detail um i so. think it's all very like case on case basis isn't it because we also have to take into account of the client's tax position um before you decide whether a limited company option or a sole trader will be better yeah that's right wendy um, a lot of people sort of depending on what you do so let's just say you, if you have a job and you've maybe started a business um aside from that maybe you've got something you're really interested in you're thinking i'm not sure if it's a viable business you kind of you grow it a little bit and you're doing that alongside your other work well maybe you don't want to be a sole trader because you're 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 gonna want to decide when you take money out of the business you know because as an individual you get taxed on everything you earn so if you're a sole trader that that those profits just get added to all your other income and you're taxed on all of it if you're a limited company 
you can leave the funds in the business, invest them and draw those down as and when you need them. So you've got more flexibility over actually taking funds out of the business. So it really does depend on your individual circumstances. Yeah, and I think with like everything else, flexibility will come with a bit of a price as well. You know, like it costs more to run a, an operator in the company versus sole trader. So there's always there's always pros and cons. But um, this is where it's important. Where if you speak to an accountant, they can you know um, weigh up what is the best uh, the best setup that you should take. And thank you. I think that's really useful because I know lots of people do get hung up on that. And I think I'm right in thinking, aren't I, that there's nothing wrong with starting as a sole trader and then registering a company a bit later. Um, what I'm trying to say is it shouldn't start stop you from starting. Yeah, definitely. Not at all. I think, you know, it. you can change it over time. Mm. Um, you know, and there's lots of companies that I've seen that have started as, you know, they, they've started one thing, they've gone to something else, they've Maybe later on they've changed back again. And um, you really just need to do what's best for you and your business at the point in time. You know, tax laws change, rules change. You need to constantly reassess that your structure is right for you. So I'd say it's definitely worth revisiting that. You know, don't don't pick something and stick with it forever. Yeah, and that's really helpful. Thank you. And it sounds like it's definitely worth, if you're not sure, speaking to an accountant and talking about your individual situation. Because as you say, depending on that, that will make it have a impacts on which would be best for you yeah because we, we I'm going to admit like we have seen businesses come to us as limited company structure where they could have just done it via sole trader um, would have made a lot of um, you know it made their life a lot easier but um, again this is that's why it's dangerous do not just take advice from from you know from what you read or what you hear from friends I think it, you, you really need to know and speak to someone yeah, thank you for that. And um, also just to dispel something else that I hear quite often, setting up as a limited company is quite straightforward, isn't it? It's not very expensive and it's simple to do. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, it can. It's very simple. Um, you know, you can you can do it online. It's very quick. It, you, know, you, can, you can kind of whiz through it in a few minutes. Um, setting up is yeah. very easy. But I think where people fail to understand is the responsibility that comes with being a company director that's a lot I think that's the thing that I think they've made it so easy so quick that some people just automatically go down that route even without thinking it through I think you know it, if, if you've done your research you've decided that's for you it is easy you know go ahead and do that online but make sure you understand what you're taking on when you yeah. do it because there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it and there's a lot of rules and laws to comply with and how many times have we seen businesses setting up, I've done it, and then they realise after six months it's not working and, oh, I need to wind this down. Um, again, that's costs and, you know, admin time. And, yeah, it's, it, it is not the most straightforward thing. Yeah, opening it's very quick and very yeah. easy. Closing it down, not so much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, think very carefully that it's the right thing first because it, it, you could end up with a bit of a mess on your hands if you if you rush into it without knowing what you're taking on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what are some of the key things that you think people should know if they are thinking of setting up as a company? I know there's so many laws and so many requirements, but what are the sort of the key ones that you think people absolutely need to to know? I think the key ones are that, you know, you're obliged to produce a set of accounts for the company and they have to be prepared to a a set of standards. 
and there are strict rules around that. So, and they have to be filed with company's house. There's deadlines. If you don't meet the deadlines, there's fines. You've got the um, responsibility to HMRC as well. Yeah, you've got your corporation tax returns to prepare. Again, there's a complex set of rules around those. There's, there's deadlines for filing the returns. There's deadlines for making the payment. Um, you know, there, is, there are similar deadlines for individuals, but just with a, comp- with a company, there are a lot more. And there's the standards that you have to adhere to are, are more stringent. And I think a lot of, um, again, from experience, a lot of directors of a limited company, they don't understand that, they don't realise that they have a duty to actually, again, the most hated work bookkeeping, they have to keep records. Um, and, you know, there, there are times where they come to you and they have not, they haven't got any records being kept. And this case of trying to rebuild what it should be for the last 18 months. Again, most people don't know that. Oh, have I got a duty to keep to keep that? Yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. And probably a third thing to mention, really, just just to add to that briefly, is that with with a sole trader, you know, you are the business. It's just there's, there's no separation. With a limited company, um, the company is a is, is a, a, a you know like a, a legal being in its own right. It's completely separate to just because you own it and you're the shareholder people don't realize that there are very strict rules around what you can take out of the company you know they people get very confused and they think well it's it, it's my company i can kind of take money out whenever i like they, there's very strict rules around what you can take how much when you know whether it when you pay it back there's tax laws around that and there's, there's all sorts of things to consider so it's um yeah it, it's a lot more complicated yeah, I'm definitely getting that sense. And and I think as well, though, it sounds like um, that if you are thinking of setting up as a company, you probably that is probably a situation where you probably do need an accountant and you probably don't want to be doing your own accounting, unless, of course, that's your background and your expertise, because it sounds like the requirements for running a company are something that you possibly might not be able to to adhere to on your own. Is that fair to say? I'd say it's more challenging. I, I... I wouldn't say you can't do it. Um, I, I think it's just making sure you're set up in the right way. So, you know, if you talk to a good accountant, they can work with you. If you express an interest in saying, look, I really want to be involved in the bookkeeping. The best thing is just to have that conversation and say, this is how much time I've got to spend on it. I want to be involved. What's the best way for me to do that? And let them guide you because they'll say, right, don't touch this bit because it could go wrong very easily and cause you a lot of problems. This bit's fine. Spend your time doing that. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll build it up with you over time. If you become really confident in an area and you express an interest in taking on more, they can guide you through what, you know, the next steps and say, well, now you might want to think about getting involved in this or in that. Um, I definitely say don't just kind of go off and do it all um, without being sure. So it's really important to have that conversation. And I think it's, you know, it's that level of trust, you know, they, they trust you. You, you want to do the, the right thing, do the best you can, you know, um, you trust that, they, that they, they're going to sort of have that discussion, build that relationship, take your advice and you work together and, you know, you have that flexibility. You, you can really make it work for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. I think yeah, I was thinking from my point of view, which is that a lot of this seems very daunting. Um, but I also take your point that 
you know I think you need to sort of be involved you do need to be involved to some degree and I guess that's the sort of the, the last thing I'd like to touch on with you is why well first of all I'm assuming that it is important to know where you are financially um but I well, I should probably pose it as a question so um do you feel that it is important to know where you are financially as a business owner whether that's as a sole trader as a company and and what and why that helps because I'm thinking that from my point of view I'm thinking that probably from to, to a, some sort of degree you need to know what's going on with your money in your business so can you talk a bit about that please I'll make a go and then Lawton can add on. Um, so a healthy cash balance is crucial for the survival and success of any business. However, just by checking the cash balances, it doesn't give you the full picture. Um, when looking at the strength of your business, you need to consider assets, i.e. money due in and its liabilities, money it owes out. You need to know how much cash flow you have. Have you got enough to pay? Have you got enough cash to pay your suppliers, your employees, your tax or your VAT bills? Once you've accounted for all that liabilities and if you're still in a profitable position, you can then consider things like um, paying yourself dividends during the year or undertaking investments in your business to grow it or even things like taking on additional team member to facilitate the growth. So it's really really crucial to um you know to know where you are financially because it, it can absolutely help with your business de- um, business decisions do you want to add on yeah no i'd agree with that and i think it, you know if you look at some examples of where people aren't aware of where they are financially and, and what can happen um take a simple one you know you don't know where you are you're not sure where you what your tax bill is going to be Okay, you get some help with it. You, you, you ask an accountant, they say, right, well, this is how much you've got to pay. And it's, it's, you know, it's due in a few weeks time. You haven't got the cash to pay it. So if you don't know where you are, you haven't planned for that. It's, so you can be, you can be faced with a, an obligation and not be in a position to deal with that. So I think it's, it's vital that you know exactly where you are. Um, you know, not, not, to worry over it but just to be to sort of have the ownership of that and the the confidence to know this is where I am this is what I've got coming up you know what you've got coming what you've got going out if you've got obligations you want to make sure that you can meet those when they're due and you have to plan around that obviously if you're just starting your business you can always you know use a safe uh, method of putting some money aside say 20 percent and put it aside I think that would be like you know to to cover the tax bill for example that I think that's your basic basic rule isn't it yeah it's always it's always good to put money aside I think you know if you're starting a new business um what's going to really help with this is having a plan so it, it doesn't have to be massively complex but if you're you know if you're investing some of your own money in a new business and if you're I don't know, let's say you're buying assets to produce something with just as a simple example you need to know how long you're expecting to, to recover those costs. You know, all new businesses are going to, they're going to take up money to start with as you invest in things. Um, but you need to know how many sales you're expecting over what period so that you know when you can, uh, you know, recoup the money on these investments that you've made. I think that's really important. Don't, don't just spend your money blindly, not knowing when or how you're going to get it back because you, you get into a mess very quickly. Um, have a plan. It won't things won't always go to plan but if you've got a plan that you can you can refer back to that's incredibly helpful yeah that sounds really sensible thank you um 
I, I definitely think you're right. Something I see occasionally is where people haven't maybe taken into consideration all the costs, for example, which then makes their margins much less than what they expected. Um, so I guess sort of, I guess the clearer picture you have of uh, of the financial situation of your business, so what you're spending money on, what it costs when you're likely to get it back, what you're charging maybe if you've got a business, whether it's products, services, whatever, I guess all of that helps give you a clearer picture of yeah, where you, you are. Yeah, you need to budget in a new business as your accounting cost. You definitely need to put that in, in, into your... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of things that maybe... You can't go up to the year end and just go and realise you need an accountant and say, I haven't got the money. It's like you need to have built it in. So it sounds like at the outset is worth thinking about all the things that you might have to spend money on in the next year let's say and kind of accounting for that because also you touched on earlier sort of your tax bill so however you set up your business you are going to have to pay tax at some point yeah a common a common mistake that new businesses often face is um you know you have business owners that are very enthusiastic about their products you know it could be something that they're really into they've been doing for a long time and they're, they're developing it they're really passionate about it they focus on you know, the sales and how much it's costing them to sell. And that's really important, but they forget about all those other costs. Like when you mentioned your legal fees, your accounting fees, the cost of setting up a website. You know, if you've got to register with the uh, information commissioner, there's a fee for that. There's, you know, bank fees to pay. There's, you know, go through and figure out all of these costs and make sure you factor those in because there's no point making a profit on your sale and then, you know, spending all of that straight out the door and all these other things. You've got to make sure you cover all those costs. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. That's yeah, in reality, that's something I have seen a few times, particularly with products where people have worked out the cost of the product. But as you say, none of the other costs that sort of come after or before that. So yeah, like you say, website hosting and all these things. And then actually, that does mean that something that looked profitable initially actually might not be in reality. And so, if it's yeah. not, sorry, Wendy, just to, just to respond to that, you know, your plan might be that it's not profitable to start with it's, it's a new business it might take a while to get those volumes to, to build things up um so you you know you might end up being loss making for a little while but as long as you know that you've planned for it and you've actually got the cash to fund that that's the important bit it's when you haven't planned for it and you don't know the position you're in and um, that's when it gets to, you get into difficulty mm, just another tip on your businesses so you have to have a very very robust a business plan to start with where you know and if you can put you can put a lot of um challenging costs or factors in it then at least it will you know try and make your business as future proof as possible absolutely list out all the expenses you could think of in running your business so when you know when you do need a software next time and it's like 35 pounds a month you, you can't turn around and say i can't afford it because you know these are things which you have to just like website hosting or that it's it's all part, part and parcel of running a business yeah that makes sense and absolutely these things you know sometimes unexpected things do crop up but I think knowing ahead of time makes sense because as you said it might be well I mean to start up a business often you need some level of investment and it can take time before you start making the money back but at least if you know okay the outset initially will be this or roughly this and I plan to be making a profit in x amounts of months time at least you're sort of planning for that but you're right to go in blindly not knowing what you're spending and when you're likely to see it back, I think is a lot more scary, actually. 
have a robust plan, uh, business plan, you know, write it out and then get your friends to, you know, criticize it as much as they can, because, you know, that, 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 that really helps give you a better, better solid picture than just, you know, fluffy ones and just say, oh, you, you'll be fine. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, another big thing people forget is, um, you know, their own time. It's, it, there's, a, there's a cost to that. And, you know, of course, when people are starting a business, they're prepared to put in as, as much effort as it, it takes and uh, they don't really mind. But, you know, as things progress, you, you may want to actually think about, okay, well, if I'm a limited company, I might want to pay myself a salary. That's a cost that has to be factored in. So, um, you know, build that into the business plan, if not straight away, it's at some point that needs to be considered as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I do know lots of people, as you say, at the outset, maybe don't take a salary or take a very small salary. But there has to be a point, I guess, if you're running it as a business, there has to be at some point where you are taking something from it yourself. Otherwise, it's, I guess it's, well, I'm not saying it can't be a business, but if you're doing it to make money, then you should be taking money for yourself at some point. Yeah. And you may have other reasons. I think that's, in fact, you've raised a really good point there. There's various different reasons people enter into business set out your goals when you start, you know, set out your, what, what, what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve, what, what are some of your goals and, you know, discuss those with people who are supporting you. If, for example, discuss your goals with your accountant. If they know what you're trying to achieve, they can help you get there because um, people all want different things. And if, if you don't know where you're heading, you know, you won't get there. Yeah. We did a business plan where we set up the firm. Good. <laughs> um, that's here. Fees because, you know, we're going to do it ourselves. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah and the first no it's good good that you're doing that that um yeah especially when you're, you're quite encouraging that so what are is there anything else that um small businesses sometimes forget to factor in as a cost while we're on that subject is there anything that yeah people often I guess accounting fees is probably why is there anything else that that you see that people just haven't factored in I think the time cost they are in time cost that that's that's the biggest one isn't it yeah they're, they're time costs and I think sometimes as well, it's these little small expenses where it's just, you know, a few pounds here, a few pounds there. They're down at the shops. They pick up something for the business. You know, they they, they forget to record it because they're just doing it as part of their day-to-day, you know, activities. Um, it all adds up and it, it's it's all costs incurred by your business. Make sure you keep the receipts. Make sure you write it all down. Um, you know, every little bit, every little bit, that sort of it all adds up, you know. So um, it's definitely worth capturing. And so one final thing that I've only just thought of actually, but I'll be talking about capturing things. Something that just occurred to me is with lots of us running businesses from home now, is that something else we should be taking into account? So in terms of, of cost incurred, I know it's probably quite a big subject, but do you see what I mean? I'm thinking that most of us are working out of our homes, but not even considering that. Absolutely. That, that has to be factored in. Um, depending on what you do, how often you work um you know this can be something very simple it can be something that's really really complex um you know on the very simple end of the scale the, the government make it easy for you they, they, there's, they, they give simplified rules so it can just be based on the time spent um you know if, if you've got something that takes up a, a, a lot of i don't know a lot of power a lot of heat light energies you know let's do i don't know think of an example maybe you've set up a cake business and you've got your oven running all day you know your your gas bill might be more because of that you can factor all that in you, know, um, you need to co- sort of consider what's appropriate for your trade um 
there's a really, really complex set of rules around it all. It's, it's definitely worth talking to somebody about. And okay. that's what I would say on that, 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 that topic, that there's, there's so many different rules, different, different rules for companies versus sole traders. So uh, people often get mixed up between them. It's, it's very different. So it's worth taking advice on that. Yeah, yeah, and this is where he comes in, where he, you know, he reasons out with client the apportionment, how much to take, what we, you know, what we're claiming. Um, so if you haven't got an accountant to speak with, then you're gonna be following whatever interpretation that you think would be correct. So <laughs> it's yeah. Well, perfect. No, thank you. I know that's a, a really big topic. The only reason I wanted to bring it up is I think that there will be people who don't perhaps realise, I mean, I certainly didn't myself realise that you can claim for certain things if you're, you, you know, if you're working from home. So I think even if now everyone's aware of that, that's something they can go and get advice on. But it, I think it is something that perhaps can easily be overlooked. And I thought while we're talking about costs, let's talk on about the other side as well, because there may be some things you can claim back on the flip yeah, side. Yeah, I think lots of risk really good point like you know if you're cake making for example then the cost will be quite different compared to you know for example like we work we're just using if we work from home with our computer that that that's quite different right yeah absolutely and I guess so I guess it does depend what you're doing you know maybe you do something yeah. that has heat lamps or something and that's using a lot of electricity or whatever it is yeah I see what you mean but I guess it's just worth I guess the main reason I wanted to bring it up is say that everyone's aware that you can claim there are things you can claim back as well as things that you have to pay out for so absolutely I I think it's really important that you take advantage of of all of those things you know the tax laws are complex but you need to make sure you're claiming everything you're entitled to Um, and that that is just one very good example that yeah, if you you know if you're working from home, there's costs associated with that. You can, you can claim some of those costs. Um, you know, the, the money's better off in your pocket than it than it you know paying things to the government that you don't need to. Um, you know, so definitely claim everything that you're entitled to. And if you're not sure, speak to someone because you, you know you get yeah. advice on that. Yeah, and that's why this is where we come in, spotting the gaps on you know is there anything else that we can do to make to, to, to reduce the tax liability is then you know is there anything that you've forgotten to claim and things so yeah. this yeah I think like driving your own car for yeah. example if you're if you're delivering products to a customer um you maybe incur some mileage write it all down keep records for that that that's a you know if you're if you're delivering products the business has produced that's a business expense you, you can have credit for that and people forget to you know they keep they don't keep the records Again, forget book, to claim again it. is the bookkeeping um, record keeping isn't it <laughs> the record keeping is really so important you because you, you forget what you've done you know people think oh i'll come back i'll do that later you know if you come back two or three months later trying to remember where you were on this day delivering what to who and how far away it was you never remember that um i struggle so, to to remember my child's nativity schedule in school so you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah log, log it all log it all because yeah. it's all it's all valid business expense and you should record it all claim credit for that where it's due yeah no you're right and I mean I know myself that sometimes I'll see something come up on my business bank account and I think what was that what did I pay what you know and you know it's I know it's legitimate but you know you have to go searching through for receipts or whatever that's with your business bank account imagine you just use a joint bank account it just yeah and all these apple pay tapping in and out it, it'll be thousands of transactions where you 
Yeah, you don't want your accountants to, you know, go through them. Yes. So the main thing I'm taking away from this is that it's very important to keep records and to log everything. That's sort of the my key takeaway from this, because I think we've sort of touched on that so many times in terms of having a clear picture of where you are. Uh, what is, this is the final question, I promise. What is the key thing that you would both like people listening to take away? That's a very good question. I- I don't think there's one key. Th- I think there's a couple of key things. Yeah, it's if we said, you know, keep your records so we can't use that. You can say something you said before. Honestly, don't worry. If it's something that you said before and you just want to reiterate it because... I'll, I'll edit this bit out but you know how it is when people listen to podcasts sometimes in the middle they lose their way a little bit and then when they feel it's wrapping up their attention shifts back so that's why I usually ask this question because sometimes people can miss points I'll, 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 I'll start Wendy with this one um it's, it's a few things for me I think firstly yeah keep records for everything write it all down you know what do it as you go along. It's so much easier than trying to spend days or weeks later on recreating things, you know, and it might be a little bit time consuming, but the the value in that, you, you'll appreciate it later on, you know, do it as you go along. Um, I think the other thing, yeah, t- take advice, you know, uh, businesses are complicated. There's so many different things as a business owner you have to do, you know, as, as, as great as you are, you can't do everything. Don't be frightened of asking for help, um, whether it's with your website, your accounts, your, you know, it could be anything. But just talk, you know, talk to someone who knows what they're doing. Um, if it's your accountant, just trust them as well. They want what's best for you. You know, they don't want you to have a big tax bill. They, you know, they they want to do the right thing for you. So trust them. Share your information with them. They'll, you know, if they're a good accountant, they'll do a good job for you and they'll make sure you're claiming everything you should be and um thank you did you want to add anything wendy no 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 i think that's all that's all very valid you know and um i think sorry um i think one feed, the, the the general feedback from our client is you know is that peace of mind that they have working with us because they just don't want to worry about i have you know did I pay HMRC the right bill, you know, or have I, you know, have I, have I dodged 50 quid or hundred quid legitly or not? It's just that you just want to know most, most clients just like, I just want to know the amount to pay and you've done it. I have no worries. Just like us, when we get a plumber to do our bathroom, we know that it's all done correctly. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. I know that the biggest thing for me is just knowing that, that I'm compliant and as long as I pay what I need to pay and I keep the records that I need to keep I'm not going to get in trouble I'm doing everything above board and I think the peace of mind that gives you is is not to be underestimated actually yeah and you know stick to what you're good at and get another expert to to do stuff that you know you're not so good at it's it's absolutely it's it's a fair deal we do it all the time yeah (laughs) that's great thank you well thank you so much both of you for everything that you shared no worries thank you for having us 
Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find link to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.